It has been said that corporate bonds are an institutional game. But what is a game without a game field or platform? Join us on our weekly episodes as we discuss the unbeheld fixed income market trends, technologies, government policies and regulation with your host, Naum Modiba, Fate Bonds, connecting people financially. Welcome to our listeners. Uh, as an opening to the Unbehealth Fixed Income Market Podcast, it's only fair that we have the CEO of Fate Bonds, Ibuyo Maseti, as our first guest. Fate Bonds aims to build an electronic trading platform for corporate bonds. I am particularly excited about this conversation or to have this conversation in air rather because it's a conversation that we have so much on a personal level that I think it would bring some insights to our listeners. Welcome, Mr. Maseti. Thank you. When speaking corporate bonds, I think the first association that bond traders have is high yield and high risk, but at the same time, an illiquid market, right? Uh, what makes corporate bonds stand out at fake bonds? That's a very good question. And I don't think it's something that is particularly from fake bonds necessarily. It's an industry thing. If you look at the corporate bond landscape, especially in South Africa, mainly because of few participants. But at Fate yeah. Bonds, we aimed the issue of accessibility, discovery, liquidity, and trade data. Our goal is to definitely improve the domestic investment landscape and definitely like-, like the debt issuance for businesses to access finance through our marketplace. I think that is where the starting point is. Speaking of investment, the excitement within the investment space right now is the National Treasury's increase in our ability to invest offshore from 30% to 45%. Uh, What does that suggest about our current investment landscape and opportunities available to us as South Africans? At an investor perspective, I think that would be, I think as a pension fund or a hedge fund or any financial intermediary, I'd be quite delighted with this news. And mainly because if you look at the South African landscape, as I prior mentioned it, that it, it's it's quite close. There's not much options to choose from, especially within the corporate bond space. Um, so the openness of the limitations to invest offshore, it's something that is good for uh, domestic companies. But I think what should have been done was to stimulate the inbound investment um, within our corporate bond space and uh, bring in more or inspire more of the investment within the corporate bond space. So, but I think it's, it's, it's something that definitely pension funds, um, your financial intermediaries have been quite delighted about because now a more room to play around doesn't necessarily mean they're going to reach that 40%, but there's a room for that increase within their portfolio. So definitely it, it's, it's something to look into. It, it is definitely something to look into and also the attractiveness of it also, um, because when you're looking at bond investment or mm. when you're looking at a bond ETF portfolio, it's mainly a couple of, Bonds in there, you have your sovereign bonds, your government bonds, you have mm. your state owned company bonds, you have your municipal bonds, and then you have your corporate bonds, right? And that's what makes up a, a bond ETF. So, have you seen a particular, uh, a particular um, attractive, attractiveness that allowed you to focus solely on corporate bonds or what makes it attractive? Looking at the corporate bond space, I do believe there's a huge potential 
within the space. I think at 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 a near future, it can literally become as attractive as the stock market can be. Now there is price because whenever there's price, people can trade. You know that that that's where that's why there was an invention of money. Now, if there is price, we can easily trade. So it it it's it's definitely can push interest on 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 financial institutions on your retail investors but definitely participation within the secondary market for corporate bonds can be looked upon if if you look at companies objective in their investment theses um we're starting to see a huge rise in sustainable development goals which one of them is sustainable investment and right now within the corporate bonds unlike any other your government bonds your municipality bonds or project bonds um, they tend to offer those types of of, of investment your green bonds recently in south africa there's a company called growth point property listed at jse and there has been a huge rise in the participation because now that means um, financial institutions because now they can have a, a, a sustainable investment within the, uh, the corporates and I think corporate bonds are a good for that. That's an interesting fact that you, you mentioned right now because essentially it's about consumer consciousness and in this case uh, conscious investment right? and with any kind of consciousness involve, it involves a lot of educating or investor education. Who would you yeah. say is your target market at fake bonds? It's definitely your financial institutions that mainly participate within the secondary market. We're looking at your pension fund, hedge funds, small, medium, also like your retail investors, but through in partnership with some bond ETF companies such as your Ellen Gray, BlackRock, Bond Fund, Satrix, you know, and Invest Tech Bond Fund. So those will give an opportunity within the retail. Um, market, but as we want a platform to enable that relationship uh, for them to be participating, because even if I'm a retail investor, it'd be good in that I have that conscious um, investment that we 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 investing in our economy. I mean, we we used to think the climate change responsible investment. It's only that contributing to the climate conditions. It's actually a responsibility for anyone that gets to um, participate within marketplace. Because at the end of the day, we might point out that oh, the petrol stations or or companies that produces oil and stuff are responsible. But at the end. Of the day, when you drive you still consume that so i think it's one way in which anyone or any and the institutions that can have an opportunity to be part of a green economy of a conscious um investment yeah giving people the opportunity to participate in their decision making of their financial future uh, that Definitely. is important um, and the rise in corporate bonds if we're looking at the rise in corporate bonds particularly in asia or let me mm. be more specific in India, it's mm. been retail investment, uh, retail investment participation. And the one thing in which they do is they educate their investors first about what corporate bonds are, as well as a company in Cameroon, Dijara, is also looking at fractional bond investment. Do you see that kind of market inclusion being crucial to liquidity within the corporate bond space it is necessary it's a lucrative business to feast on those who don't know 
you know, because you get to make money for what they don't know. And I think right now we're living in a generation where, especially the young man, you know, your Gen Z, you know, they live in an information age where having a targeted or specific information is, is quite crucial. So I think education is one of the most important things that needs to be part of any financial uh, the days where we used to trust your financial independence to just give them your money you keep quiet you wait for the returns and now we live in a more conscious environment you want to know how much you earn you want to know how much you lose not only at a retail perspective but also financial intermediaries your pension funds you know it's it's, it's if i'm a small pension fund within um south africa or in kenya or ghana how do i then have that competitive advantage because having information only from the news or maybe your bloomberg terminal it is not only sufficient we need that knowledge to say okay now what do i do with this information and how do my clients um behave uneducated clients are, are, are a huge risk because now they're going to try to liquidate or mess up the portfolio at any time it is quite crucial not only to the institutions but also at a retail perspective or landscape you, you raise an interesting point there about access to information and if we're looking particularly at the stock market the stock market is one of the places or one of the over-the-counter market that has um, a lot of price discovery within it. And with that, we've seen um, a lot of liquidity being generated within the stock market. But at the same time, um, it, it also contributes to investment bias. You see most of the bonds market adopting a similar structure to the uh, stock market or how important do you think it is that we have that level of transparency and pricing within the corporate bond space yes I'm, I'm i'm quite optimistic about that i think that's why i've been part of this side of where instead of stocks we in the bonds is because i do definitely see the future if you look at the market cap of bonds if you look at how much volume it generates you could you you definitely be stunned as an individual to see that billions get transacted within the bond so in terms of it adopting the same principle as the stock market it's a possibility and i am rooting for it but there are different things that we need to be considerate of and you just mentioned that will that kind of improve the marketplace will that improve what is known as a challenge within the corporate bond space which is liquidity and my answer is definitely yes people tend to think the reason why there isn't liquidity is because of technological infrastructure you know there has been numerous trading plans introduced in different um, countries worldwide you know whether in or the US, definitely China, even the Malaysia and India. No, and again, they're working towards something where it's quite improving within the space. And some companies, they started introducing so that access of information and data. But looking at the to say, will it improve? Will it the same characteristics? I mean, if you think about aside from the characteristics that stocks offer um, a potential of of returns that is just a perceived value on stock. 
I don't see mm. a reason why we can't have the same thing within the bond space if there is price. Because if I deem that this bond is priced at a certain level, that could be attractive. And also, I do believe there might be a safety net. It doesn't mean you might not lose money if now there's that price fluctuation. Of there's a safe cushion that you can't lose money beyond a certain point, which is the par value of the bond price. You know, And the fact that there will be guarantee issued in of unanticipated um, dividends, I do see a potential within the bond space, definitely. I, I agree with you, Mr. Masetti. Um, the data is there. The technology is there. Mm-hmm. I think the next step is creating that access. Thank you to our listeners, and thank you, Mr. Masetti. Um, join us next Friday as we explore conversations important to your financial future. Thank you for tuning in. Catch us on our next episode where we unravel the unbeheld with Naomi Diva. 